It is so good to be back with all of you. I bet y'all didn't even miss me, do ya? That's a pastor fishing for a compliment. Just kidding. But honestly, it is so good to be back. I know you were in really good hands, and I missed you all so much. I went to a conference in Seattle, wonderful pastors and leaders conference um, called Team Church. It was incredible. I was so on fire and motivated. I, I said I came home with the sword ready to go charge. And uh, on the plane, I got really sick. So unfortunately, I had to stay home. And But I'm feeling better today. Thank you, Jesus. 100% yesterday. And so... I'm back with the word of God in my mouth, amen? And I know some of you might have been expecting Bishop and Pastor Gloria, and I am really disappointed myself, but because I got sick, they weren't able to travel because they're staying in my home. And so unfortunately, they had to cancel their portion of the trip, but you got me today, amen? And then next week, though, we are celebrating five years. We're going all out. We've got the big after party. My brother and Robin are good to come. They'll be here Tuesday, so we're already going to be in power party mode before we get here on Sunday, so come expect expecting a good time, amen. Bring friends, bring family members. I'm telling you, they're really going to be touched by the Lord. And if you're a first-time guest here this morning, I'm so thankful you're here. And maybe you're here because you saw the advertisement. And I just know there's no mistakes with God, amen. God always has us in the right place at the right time to hear a word from him. And so I just encourage you just to sit back, allow the word of God to heal you, fill you, restore you. And God gave me a word for you, even when I was sick. I was sitting at my desk working and praying for you all, and God gave me a prophetic word for this season, I believe, not only for faith builders, but I believe the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to share that with you this morning. We're just going to kind of pump that well and get ready for next week for what my brother has to bring in the spirit. And we've never talked, so whatever he brings will be purely prophetic, and we'll just see if he's in tune, okay? We'll see. We'll test that gift on the inside of him. But anyway, let's go ahead and pray together. Father, I thank you this morning for this amazing church. I thank you, God, in the atmosphere for what you're doing and, and building, God, that you are creating this as a, a, a house, Father God, a center for the not only the natural sick but the spiritual sick to come and to find healing and to find life and to find hope. I just hear the Lord say there's some of you here this morning that just feel like you need to breathe that you just feel like the breath has been taken out of you and, and God's gonna begin to do some surgery on you even in this morning service. And as the day go, days go on, God's gonna begin to work things on the inside of you. He's gonna give you his breath and, and give you his hope and, and give you his love. Even in this atmosphere, it's beginning this morning. Some of you I felt did come so hopeless and you feel like you're at the end of your rope and God says, I am throwing you courage today. I'm throwing you hope today and I'm letting you know that I see you and I hear you. I hear your heart's cry, says the Lord. I hear your disappointments. I hear the longings that you're desiring from me, says the Lord. And the Lord says, don't give up and don't grow weary because now is the hour now is the time that I'm going to begin to reach into your heart and I'm going to do supernatural surgery and I'm going to remove the things that the enemy in life has planted inside of you and I'm going to do a transplant of my hope and my love and my joy is coming back to you, saith the Lord. And Father, I thank you for this word today as I share it. Let it go into good good ground today. Let it be hope and life-giving, and I thank you for it in the precious name of Jesus. 
Jesus. Everyone said amen and amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Miss Kim, would you give me that little bit of water that's left in my cup there? I am really dry in my throat this morning. Okay. My, oh, thank There you go. Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate that. I have a message this morning called, It is Going to Rain. And there's a rain that's coming by the Holy Spirit. And I'm not just talking about a natural rain, and we're in our monsoon season here in Arizona. But there's a supernatural rain that's coming by the presence of the Lord. And God wants us to get our hearts open and ready for this downpour that's coming. And it is coming to faith builders right here in North Phoenix, Arizona. But it is also going to spread, and you're going to begin to see many churches receive this supernatural rain because it's going to be a move of the Holy Spirit that's coming here on earth. And I know that I've been speaking this for a couple years and, and really trying to give hope to my congregation and to all of you to know that we are not in a doom and gloom season. We are not in a season of despair. When, when things are rough, the church rises up. When the world is dark, the church lights up and glows. The church is a force to be reckoned with, amen. But God's people need to get ready with an anticipation that there is a supernatural rain coming. And if we don't have a discernment for the season of this rain, we will miss what God is trying to do. Amen. Because the enemy is going to try to knock people off into the sidelines. He's already been doing that. The enemy's been derailing people because of what's been going on in the turbulence of life. But I'm here to tell you today, if you will stay in the game, if you will stay in the fight, if you will stir up your faith and begin to get ready and receive what God has, because there is an outpouring coming like you personally have never seen. I'm talking about your personal life. Thank you, Jesus. I'm talking about this church. I'm talking about this nation. And I'm talking about globally. Because this is what the Holy Spirit is doing. Amen. It is so alive within my spirit today. There is a rain of the Spirit coming. So let's get into the Word of God. And I want to open up first thing this morning to Psalm 72, verse 6. And I love this. And it says, he shall come down. Now let's stop right there. He talking about the spirit of God. He shall come down. God has things up in heaven stored for you that are about to come down. His kingdom is in heaven. Your breakthrough is in heaven. Your miracle is already here. Amen. Your freedom, your deliverance, your marriage, the miracle that you're believing God. There's some things that you've been believing God for for many years and you put them on the back burner. There's some dreams that were alive on the inside of you. There was a spirit of God that was excited for what God is doing, and those things have been lulled to sleep. But God wants you to know there's a thing coming down from heaven that God has just for you. Say, just for me. How many want what God has for you? Don't make me preach hard today. Open up your hearts and receive what God has because there is a supernatural outpouring of God coming for you. It's coming down. Now, I want us to look. We're going to go back to that verse in just a minute, but I want us to look at James 1.17. It says, every good gift, say good gift, and every perfect gift, which is from above, comes down. 
Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down. Whatever you need from God today is about to come down. Where you've been disappointed, put it behind you, it's coming down. If you need some joy, it's coming down. If you need hope, it's coming down. God is not withholding things from you because you've been bad. He's not withholding things from you because he's not a good God. He says, if you'll open up your heart and get ready to receive, I'm going to pour down unto you. How much faith do you have? How much faith do you have to say, I'm putting aside all the distractions of the world, and I'm here saying, God, I'm lifting up my hands, and what you have in heaven that's stored up for me, come down in the name of Jesus Christ. Let it be manifested and let it be seen. I tell you, I am sick and tired of walking in just enough. It is not a time for the Christians to be feeling like we're walking through mud and pulling up cement or pulling a choo-choo train. Come on, it's time to get free. It's time to get free in Jesus and say, I don't care what the last two years had. I'm stepping into a new day. I'm stepping into a new beginning. I'm getting my joy back. I'm getting my hope back because God has good things that are coming down to me. Say this after me. God has good things, perfect things coming down for me. Hallelujah. That's the reign of God. Amen. So let's go back to the verse we opened up with in Psalm 72. He shall come down like rain upon the grass before the morning, mowing. I don't know. I'm from the Midwest where there's grass, like real grass that grows. And when it rains and you, you get that first look out in the morning of that dew on the grass, there's nothing more beautiful and refreshing than to see that dew of rain. Listen, the rain of God is coming down on this earth. There is a refreshing, there's a beauty, there's a renewing that's coming down from heaven, and God is just waiting for the perfect timing for that to happen. The rain shall come down upon the grass before the mowing like showers, the, like showers that water the earth. Now, I want to look at a few things in that part of the verse. It says, those that shower. That word shower means it's heavy. When this rain of God comes, and I'm talking about a Holy Spirit outpouring of God, is the rain. When this rain comes, it's not going to be little dribbles here and there. It's going to be a heavy move of the Holy Spirit. If something's going to happen and hit this North Phoenix, Arizona, this church, and in this world, that is going to be heavy, that no man can make it happen, no man can manufacture it. It's going to be a move by the unction of the Holy Spirit. It's not going to be little goosebumps. No, it's going to be life-changing moments, touches by God. We don't need just good church anymore. We need this rain of heaven. We need this outpouring that gets us on fire, that stirs up our faith again, that wants us to share the good news of Jesus, that gives us a hunger for his word, gives us a desire to worship again. We are tired of doing those things in the flesh and being tired. But I am ready to do this by this great outpouring of this rain of the Father. That word shower means heavy. It also means fertility. There's life that's going to happen. Some of you have some things on the inside of you. It's time to get those things stirred up again. It's time to get those dreams active. It's time to start walking and praying in the Holy Spirit and stir up your faith in Jesus Christ. Because God wants you to begin to birth things in the Spirit. He wants dreams to come alive, desires to come alive. He wants to awaken the things on the inside of you once again. 
We've seen moves of God times prior, but what's about to happen is nothing the world has ever seen before, and it's going to be powerful. That word shower also means a prophetic influence. When this rain comes, the church will not look weak and anemic anymore. We will not look beat up and divided. We are going to come together as a prophetic influence. We're going to have boldness as a lion. We're going to have courage to speak the truth of Jesus Christ. We're going to have courage to look Goliath in the face and tell him, this day we're going to cut your head off. No longer will the intimidations of the world have us any longer, but we will rise and be the church of Jesus Christ. But we need this with this reign of God that is coming, amen? When you know it's a dry desert, you look forward to the rainy days, don't you? We need to start having anticipation for the rain to come. God, I've had desert long enough. I've had disappointment long enough. I'm looking for the rain, God. I got my raincoat on. I got my rain boots on. I might even have a cute umbrella. But I am looking for the rain. When is it coming? Because I have an expectancy that it is not a time for sorrow. Tears endear for the night, but joy comes in the morning. God is saying, quit wallowing in sorrow and looking into the past. It's time to get our eyes back on Jesus and say, I am expecting this outpouring. You're going to remove all of the garbage you're going to pour into me all of that hope that I desperately need in my life. He said, I'm going to pour out the rain like showers that water the earth. Um, In his days, the righteous shall flourish. Listen, you're the righteousness of God. He wants you to flourish. He wants you to blossom. He wants you to break forth, spring up, and to spread. God wants you to be full of all the desires of your heart. And this rain is coming, and when it does, it will begin to cause you to open up again. It's going to cause you to trust again. It's going to cause you to love other people again. We've been in such a beat down season that we're so cautious about what we're asking from God or even those around us. And God says, this rain's coming and I'm going to cause you to open and bloom like a, like a well-watered desert. Amen. Hallelujah. His days, the righteous shall flourish and the abundance of peace until the moon is no more. See, when God begins to reign upon our hearts, the peace of God comes into our hearts. No matter what life looks like, I can have his peace. That means it's good welfare. I have a soundness in my heart. I have a quietness on the inside of us. So many of us are turmoiled and we're wrestling at night. And we're concerned about so many things and things that are probably very real in your life. But God wants you to open up your hearts and receive this word today that he is opening up heaven and pouring down rain in your life. There is hope and there is the presence of God coming to visit your life. And if you can't see that, you can't by faith step into what God has for you in this season. Amen? And all the enemy wants to do is derail you. He wants to discourage you because you can't see the rain in the natural eye. Sometimes you can smell rain, though, can't you? Boy, I think rain's about to come. That's what God wants you to start recognizing. It's still desert, but I sense the Holy Spirit's coming. And I'll share that with you. In just a minute. Do you know when I lived in Florida for a short time, it was an awesome time in my life, but I lived in Florida, and you would literally be just driving in sunshine, and you would walk in, just be driving, and there'd be this wall of rain. Is anybody familiar with that? And you'd drive, just drive right into this wall of rain, and you'd drive right, unexpected. That's how this rain is going to come. You're going to just be driving like life is normal, and you're going to walk right into the rain of God. 
You're going to walk right into this refreshing of God. Now, let's look at James um, 1.17. What does it say? Therefore, James, uh, oh, I'm sorry, not James 1.17. I want to go to James 5.7. Did we do that one already? Yeah, we did that one. Okay, James 5.7. There we go. Therefore, be patient, brethren. Yeah, I'm preaching this message, and it's coming sooner than you think, but be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Listen, see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. See, we're going to talk about that this morning. There have been early rains in our life, amen, and this is for the farmers to produce. There's been great early rains. We've had God bless us. We've had God anoint us. We've had breakthroughs, and there's early rains that we can pull on, but there is a latter rain coming. There is something that's coming supernatural by the Holy Spirit, amen? And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but God wants us to be patient in this time and trust him in this season that we are waiting because God is opening up heaven in a supernatural way, amen? All right, so we are waiting for, we can go right into that, the latter reign of God. There is a latter reign of God coming that is nothing like we've never seen before. Now listen, with the latter reign is necessary. You have to have this rain to produce the next harvest. If you don't have this rain, you'll never have the harvest. So even though it looks like all of our former rains are gone and where has God blessed us and it's very dry and weary and broken, that's where the church needs to go. Wait a minute. There has to be a latter rain that comes by the Spirit in order for the next harvest to come. And this wave is going to be a wave that will sustain until the return of Jesus Christ. We're going to see a wave of the Spirit in this latter rain that is going to bring in the harvest, amen, that is going to be the, for the young generation to really see the power of God. This generation needs to see God in a way that they've never seen Him before. They were, grew up in a world that didn't have hope and didn't see the power of God in the church, but God's going to pour out His latter rain so that there can be an outpouring of a revival and a move of God, amen. And with this latter rain, it's necessary. But one thing I want you to understand is we cannot make it rain. We can't manufacture it to rain. And the church can get caught up in all these works and all these things. Now, do we prepare? Yes, we prepare, but we do not perform. Because what happens is the church can get caught up in all these ritualistic things that we can do. Well, this is going to bring the reign of God. And, and we may get a little bit of emotion and get a little bit of presence of God. But then it's like, well, I got to do that next Sunday. And I got to do this and I got to do that. And we get caught up in these works. And God's saying, listen, my latter reign that's coming is going to come when you are prepared for it. So what does God want us to do? He wants us to prepare our hearts in this season and get ready for the rain that is coming. I want us to look at Psalms. Oh, I forgot my Bible in the back. Can somebody run really quick? It's a, my big, thick, ugly Bible. I bought my big Bible because I wanted you all to see, see me preach from a Bible. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Let me just go back to this, that when this rain comes, it's the sovereignty of God. 
God is going to just graciously grace his church in this nation with an outpouring of rain. Nothing that we deserve, just that we're ready to receive what he has. Listen, there are people in the world that are lost and dying who need this hope who need this joy, who needs this freedom. It's not enough for us in this room just to come and get our fill. God wants to refresh us and renew us and get our hearts back in alignment with him so that we can be that rain to other people around us. Amen. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen in a worship service. It's going to happen when you're driving in your car. It's going to happen when you're, when you're putting your makeup on. It's going to be when you least expect it. You're going to feel this presence of God overpower you and you're going to know only God could have done it in this moment. Thank you, Pastor Paul. This is my big ugly family Bible. It's been in my life since I was 20 years old. I've been around a long time and it's been fixed like three times and it still needs help. I don't even think Genesis is in the beginning anymore. (laughs) Pretty sure 1 Corinthians or something got there, but that's okay. I'll fix it later. Listen, the reason why I can teach you this and and what I'm feeling in the spirit is because God's been raining on me personally. I have been just in this room, and God's presence just rained on me out of nowhere. I'll be at home cooking, and God's presence just rains on me. I'm watching TV, and I just throw my hands up in the air. I feel this rain coming, church. So I'm not just trying to preach a message to hype you up. Like, I really do want to hype you up, but... In the spirit, I want you to hear what I'm hearing and what God is doing because he wants to refresh you where you're at. And without this refreshing, we can't go and do what God's called us to do. But I want us to look at Psalm 68 verses, um, I guess I have six through seven. Is that right? Psalm 68. Titus, whatever you got up there, go ahead and put it. I've got seven through something. If I didn't give it to you, I'll I'll just say it. It says this, oh God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, listen, God is always going before us, amen? God is before us. When you went out before us, the earth shook and the heavens also dropped rain at the presence of God. That word dropped rain there means it didn't just make them wet, it oozed. There was a flowing, it was like a honey, a myrrh, a sweet wine. When God begins to drop rain on you in this season, it is going to be like a fresh dew from his presence. It's going to be something where you don't walk away and go, well, that was a really nice feeling. No, you're going to walk away knowing you have been touched by the Lord. There is something different coming that God wants to give you. And you know what? We all need that right now, don't we? We need this fresh dew from heaven more than anything else in the world because it will be what sustains us and it will be what gets us back on track as the church of Jesus Christ. Goes on to say, Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. You, O God, sent a plentiful rain whereby you confirmed your inheritance. You, you confirmed, excuse me, whereby you confirmed your inheritance when it was weary. God wants to refresh you right now where you are weary. He is already ahead of you, and he wants to bless you in a supernatural way. Now, I want to flip over to Deuteronomy 32.2 real quick, and I want to read that to you. If I can find it here, it's here somewhere. I have to look it up, I will. Deuteronomy 32.2 says this, Let my teachings drop as rain. See, the word of God's going to start coming to you that 
it's going to be refreshing to you. God is not looking for you to be beat up and discouraged and to feel the oldness. He says, my teachings will drop like rain. My speech distill as the dew, as raindrops on the tender herb, as showers on the grass. This is the presence of rain in your life. We've got to remove everything else that's trying to come in and make us feel heavy and overwhelmed and discouraged and defeated and say, God, I need your rain in my life. I need your refreshing in my life. I need your hope in my life. Amen. What are the benefits of rain? Why does God need to send? I'm going to go back a little bit. Why does God need to send rain? When it begins to rain, the air gets purified. Isn't that wonderful? It takes away all of the smog, all of, this, all of the, the things that we can't see, and it begins to become clear. The things that you can't see God or hear God in or you're frustrated in, God's rain will begin to purify the air of your life. You'll begin to hear him again. How many want to hear God again? You'll begin to see him again. You'll begin to sense his calling and his drawing and his intimacy. When it begins to rain, chemicals are released that are stress relieving. When the Holy Spirit begins to rain, he takes the stress off of our shoulders. When you're running in the rain, it increases performance and metabolism. Amen? Rain is a good thing. It makes you stronger. It's a perfect pH balance, and it removes the drought in our life. There's also something really significant when it rains, and it's this thing called petrichor. And when it begins to rain, um, and it lands on the ground and the soil, it begins to produce this smell. And it's a beautiful smell called petrichor. It's a fragrance. And it's this wonderful smell that can only be produced by the rain when it comes down. So it's a smell that's derived from an oil exuded by certain plants during dry periods. During the rain, the oil is released into the air along with other compounds, which is emitted by the wet soil, producing this distinctive scent. And it's such a wonderful smell that the Palestinians would harvest this oil, and it would become a wonderful aroma to them. See, when it begins to rain, the anointing of God comes, and the aroma of God is there, and things begin to smell wonderful. Things begin to have the atmosphere of God in it. What used to be discouragement and defeat no longer because when the presence of God or the Holy Spirit comes over your life, he pushes all of that out and the oil begins to ooze into your life once again. And you can begin to see the good things of life. You begin to see hope again. You begin to see joy again. And the glory of the Lord begins to flood your heart. Isn't that a beautiful thing? But what happens before the rain? Number two, I said it's going to rain. But number two is there's always a turbulence before the rain. There's always a turbulence before the rain. Because what happens, there is a, a weather front where two air masses of different temperatures and densities converge at the same time. Listen, what's going on today and in your life and in the world, there are two different entities, two different supernatural realms coming together and causing a turbulence. 
and we think, oh, it's just this that's going on. It's just that. No, there's heaven and there's hell warring right now. There are different spiritual entities and they are clashing and they have been for two years. And what's caused? It's caused a turbulence. It's caused a disruption in the atmosphere and Christians don't know what to really do with themselves. And so what they're doing is they're responding to the turbulence. I'm fearful and I'm afraid or I'm aggravated or I'm offended and they get lost in all of the garbage of life instead of going, hey, I know there's a colliding of atmospheres right now, but I'm telling you, I'm going to keep looking unto Jesus. I'm not going to be full of fear and anxiety and unforgiveness and all these things in life. I'm going to look unto Jesus because we have two choices when the turbulence has come and it has come and it's shaken the world and it's shaken the church. But I tell you, if you've ever been a plane on, on a plane with me when there's turbulence, you are going to know I know Jesus. There will, be, there will be no doubt on that plane who I serve. And I've been in that situation. I was in such horrible turbulence that they had ambulances and fire trucks waiting at the runway. And we were, I mean, I was off my seat. I was like, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, God, you are God of this plane. I'm like, Lord Jesus, ain't nobody care. Nobody care. They're like, amen with her. I come into agreement with her, Amen. There's no doubt what's on the inside of me, amen? You gotta know what's on the inside of you. Yes, there's turbulence. Yes, I'm not sure what's gonna happen. Yes, my dream didn't happen. I lost this. I was disappointed. God didn't move when I thought he was gonna move, but it's okay. It's just turbulence. It's just turbulence. It's all this distraction of the enemy that's just trying to get me off track, but I'm gonna choose Jesus, amen? You have a choice to make. You can look at the turbulence and be put off, or you can say, I'm going to look beyond and see my father's intended purpose. What does it mean? There's rain coming. If there's turbulence, there's rain. There's healing. There's refreshing. There's breakthrough. That's why Jesus said, count it all joy when you go through trials. Listen, church, it's a time to shout. It's a time to rejoice. It's a time to get excited for Jesus because it is about to rain on this earth. And we get all the benefits of that rain. Hallelujah. And I, I'm, I, I'll take the trickles right now, God. You know, sometimes it sprinkles before it outpours. I will take it. Thank you, Jesus. So what happens? Number three, when there's that turbulence, always the turbulence, there is a change of heart or repentance or a point of view because there's this colliding between two different atmospheric realms. And right now, people in this zone have been uncomfortable, haven't we? It's been uncomfortable because God wants us to change. It's called the change zone. It's where God is saying, I need to work on your heart in this hour. I'm calling you in this hour to change your behavior, to change your heart, maybe lay aside some sins in our life. God's desperately trying to shake those things out of our, our life so that we can be prepared for what God has for us. Let's look at Acts 3, 19. What does it say? Acts 3.19, therefore, repent, therefore, repent, therefore. There is a need of repentance in this hour, not of just being sin conscious, but a true repentance to God and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. See, God can't get into a heart that's not been repented. 
God can't get into a heart that we're not willing to let go of unforgiveness and anger and frustration. There is a need for repentance. And when you're converging in this moment of tribulation is where God's saying, I'm going to get a hold of your heart. What will you do with it? It's been new wineskins in this season. It's been uncomfortable in this season. But God wants to change your point of view in some things. He's trying to work desperately within your heart. Amen? Let's look at what repentance actually means. Repentance is not only the breaking of the hardness of the heart and repentance from sin, right? It's not just that. But the second part of repentance involves fully embracing and entering who we are in Christ Jesus. What is God looking for us? That relationship with him. He's looking for us to come back to that intimacy and that love relationship with him. Amen. Not to just be broken, but allow him to come in and you step into who God says that you are. Who you truly are according to the word of God. First Chronicles 12.32 says this. As prophetic people, we can be front watchers. What does that mean? Let's be like the sons of Issachar who had understandings of the time to know what Israel ought to do. You have to understand the times that we're living in. If you understand that the rain is coming, if you understand that there's a move of God, then you'll know what you ought to do. Amen. And that means stay in joy, stay in peace, stay in hope, stay in your word. Get ready, get positioned for what God has because it is a mighty move of the Spirit. But we have to know and discern the seasons. Amen. Be the door, the door cup, doorkeepers of the temple and be watching for what God's about to do. Let's look at Isaiah uh, 44 verse 3. Says this. 44 verse 3, for I will pour water on him who is thirsty. What does that mean? I have to be open and ready. Are we thirsty for God? Are we thirsty for his presence? And floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit out on your descendants and blessings on your offspring. There is an outpouring of God coming, not just for you, but it's going to come to your children and your children's children. That's what this move of God is about to bring. Amen. There's a great outpouring, but we have to be thirsty for what God has in this season. All right, number four. Rain brings refreshing. Say refreshing. There's a refreshing that comes from the rain. And that word refreshing means this. It gives you new strength. It stimulates or jogs someone's memory. Oh, yeah, I remember God is good. I remember God loves me. I remember his promises are yes and they are amen. A refreshing brings an update into your soul to remember what God is doing. You know the sound of the rain, just the sound of the rain, and how wonderful and refreshing that is. When it begins to rain, even that sound's going to begin to encourage your weary soul. God is so good. Let's look at Acts 2, verse 16 says this, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says the Lord, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. He didn't say, I'll pour my spirit upon you. He said, I'll pour out of my spirit. 
Spirit upon all flesh. There's an outpouring coming from the Holy Spirit, not just like the good old days, but the latter-day Spirit. The latter-day anointing is coming. I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. That means to distribute largely. This latter rain that's coming is going to be a, a large distribution over you, over your life, and over your family, and over this nation. Amen? There is this move of the Spirit coming. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm going to go to John 4 this morning. When God begins to pour out into your heart this new refreshing rain that's coming, something changes. And I want to look at John chapter 4 where it talks about the woman at the well. And I know that we've heard this story before, but when we see it from this perspective of this new rain that is coming, you can understand what God wants to do. And in John chapter 4, verse 10, it says this, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it was who says to you, Give me a drink, and you would have asked him, he would have given you living water. What was Jesus saying? If you knew what was in front of you, I'm going to give you a living water that will not just satisfy you, but will sustain you. See, the old rain in your life was wonderful, and it was great, and there's still things that you can pull from it, but the latter rain is going to be different. He says, if you'll pull, if you'll know the spirit of what's happening now, and you'll pull from this new rain, says the Lord, I will give you a living water. I'm going to give you something that's going to sustain you. But if we keep just still trying to drink from the things of the old that satisfies us, it'll never do what God wants to do. We have to have this new rain, this living water. Amen. Look at verse 13. Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water, you will thirst again. If you keep drinking of the natural water, you're still going to thirst again. And whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. There'll be a satisfaction that's going to come from God from this water that he's pouring down. But the water that I shall give him shall become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. That's the refreshing of God, amen? When you pull on this new ladder rain that is coming, it's going to satisfy you. It's going to renew you. It's going to awaken the dreams of God on the inside of you. Are you ready for that? You church are quiet today. I have to look up. Am I preaching at Faith Builders? <laughs> That's okay. Just receive it, amen? All right, let's look quickly this morning. Number five, rain brings restoration. Rain brings restoration. I want to look at Joel, Joel 2.23, and it says this. Be glad, be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain. Say the former rain. God's been faithful about that. He says, I'm going to cause the former rain to come down and the latter rain in the first month. What does that mean? God says, I'm going to take all the former rain, and I'm going to give you the latter rain, and I'm going to put it together. It's going to be a double outpouring of my spirit. 
This is what is coming to the world. This is what's coming to your church, to our church, and to your home. Amen. There's going to be the latter rain pouring out. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you, and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. When this rain comes, God will begin to restore everything back to you again. Everything that the enemy ate, amen? Either your finances, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is, God is going to give it back to you. And it's going to be a great outpouring of his spirit. I don't think y'all believe me. (laughs) It's a great outpouring coming. I'm telling church, as you go out this week, you're going to begin to sense the presence of God in a new way. You're going to begin to sense heaven open up in a very, very special way. The last thing that happens when it rains is God empowers the church. Rain empowers the church of Jesus Christ. In Luke uh, chapter 10, verse 2, it says this, he said to them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. When this rain comes, it sparks the church of Jesus Christ. In the very beginning, when God established the church, he did it in Acts chapter 1, and he had the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's how the church was established. That's how the church came into existence. Listen, that's how the church is going to go out. There's going to be another great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, awakening, a quickening, a shaking, and the church is going to be alive. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be full. You're not going to stop the church of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, this sanctuary is too small for what God is about to do in this North Phoenix, Arizona. People are going to come in hungry for a move of the Holy Spirit. They need a touch from God. Amen. We need this outpouring on the church of Jesus Christ so that we can let Jesus shine in this hour. It is time for Jesus to shine. Let me close with this verse this morning, Isaiah 45, verse 8. It says, Shower, O heaven, from above, and let, let the clouds rain down the righteous. Let the earth open up, that salvation and righteousness may bear fruit. Let the earth cause them both to sprout. I, the Lord, have created it. Hallelujah. There is salvation and righteousness that's going to bear fruit in this city and in your life. I want you to stand to your feet really quick this morning. I tell you, teaching this morning, this message was kind of feel like I was wrestling a little bit, but I know that there's something happening in the spirit, amen? I know that there's a wrestling of the spirit. I know that heaven is opening up over this church and over your life, and I just want you to receive that in Jesus' name. So I want you to lift your hands this morning. Father, I thank you right now in this place, Father God, that Lord, wherever they stand here this morning, that God, you are able, more than able to touch them 
right where they're standing, God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you just right now reach out into their hearts in the name of Jesus, and you touch them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Father, I push back every turbulence, every darkness, every destruction of the enemy, every lie of the enemy, Father God. I ask that you would just push it back in the name of Jesus, and that, God, I decree that, Lord, heaven will begin to open up over them. I decree, God, that the rain that's been coming down in my life is going to come down in their life in the name of Jesus. I decree an outpouring, Father God, of refreshing and rejoice, joy and renewing and restoration. I pray for the gift of faith, Father God, where the devil told them it's not for them and it's too late and it's too much. Father, I break that in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Just begin to worship the Lord right now. Whatever way you want to receive from God, in the name of Jesus, right where you're at. Father, rain down, rain down. Hallelujah, God. Let there be a fresh outpouring, a fresh renewing, a fresh stirring that comes by your spirit, Father God. We thank you that you open up over their homes, over their marriages, over their children, over their finances, Father God, over their souls in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that they are awakening and they are being stirred, Father God. I thank you in the name of Jesus that this church is awakening. This church, Father God, is being moved and stirred by your Holy Spirit and that North Phoenix, Arizona, God will be touched by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the move of God. We thank you, Jesus, that all hopelessness would go away. All dark clouds will go away. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, right now. Right now, Father God. Right now. Just reach out to him. Hallelujah, God. I thank you right now. Jesus, Jesus. There's his anointing. There's his presence. Just take a minute to stand in his presence today. He's going to touch you right where you're at. Father, I thank you right now that you release dew from heaven. Hallelujah, Jesus. Release, release dew from heaven. Let a fresh rain come, a fresh anointing come. Oh, God, give them hope and joy and peace in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. We praise you, Jesus. We glorify you, God. We magnify you, Jesus, right now, Father God. Oh, I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, we praise you. He's in them. Yes, God. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven.
thank you for what you're doing in everyone in this room, God. I thank you, Jesus. Just as they go, Father, even about this week, let them feel you, God. Let them feel this refreshing rain, God. Let them just have your presence so rich wherever they go, in their cars, Father God, at home. Lord, that can't be manufactured by man, but Lord, that definitely can be a divine visitation of your spirit. And I thank you, God, for what you started here today, God, what you're opening up in the spirit here today. And as we prepare to go into next week with my brother and Pastor Robin coming, God, just set the atmosphere, set the expectation, Father God. Raise the level, Lord God, of, of what you're doing in the spirit over this church and over North Phoenix, Arizona, Father God. And we praise you and we give you glory, God, for all that you're doing and will continue to do. And we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen and amen. If you'll welcome Pastor Bob. Oh.